Pastor Fred Wolf and my good friend Franklin Pillsbury were willing to share with me their experiences personally and then also their experiences together in a church in helping fellow believers, men, find freedom from pornography. Their experience is very insightful and extremely helpful. Their honesty and their integrity, their transparency are very, very encouraging. We've got to face this. It's epidemic among men, including Christian men. And over the years, things have changed. And of course, the thing that brought about the most dramatic change is the Internet. The Internet made pornography, um, well, they call it the AAA engine, affordable, available, and anonymous. Uh, so it became affordable. Everybody that could afford uh, internet connection got one, and that made uh, pornography easily accessible. And then uh, it was thought to be anonymous in that uh, nobody knew what you were looking at. Well, that's not true, because everything you look at, everywhere you go, every site you visit is, is stored in your C drive, your hard drive, and that never goes away. As long as you own that computer, as long as you own that cell phone, uh, it's stored in your phone, and with the right technology and the right applications, they can pull that out of there. Uh, so we have an organization called the Geek Squad around here, and Geek Squad guys can access your C drive and pull all your pornography that you've ever looked at in the past off of it. Stuff that you thought you deleted, and you got rid of the cookies, and you got rid of the history, and you did all you could to sanitize your computer, and you didn't sanitize it at all. And how big a problem is it? Because uh, that was what you asked, John. Uh, it's uh, this is this the statistics are pretty squirrely trying to get at, but right now we estimate that it's about two thirds of all men that are evangelical Christians uh, still find access to pornography every month. And about a third of all evangelical pastors are viewing pornography every month. The average age of pornography viewing when it first starts is 11 years old. Now just think about that for a moment. We're talking about little children, little boys, as young as Irv's optimistic 11. Others believe the age of 8, looking at what ultimately could be Hardcore, sick pornography. If we don't begin to counter this, the struggles we have now will be multiplied many-fold. And you know what? We've got to be real, and men have to be straight up with other men, asking the important but yet difficult questions. We've got to hold each other accountable. For example, Franklin, uh, we talked about beyond the Internet— We've got to deal with what, where eyes are going moment by moment throughout the entire day. When sitting in a restaurant with your wife, where are your eyes? Meaning that if you're in a place where there's lots of attractive young ladies, are you spending time looking and, and visiting with your wife across the table? Or are you uh, bouncing your eyes from the front door to the bar, to the bathroom, to wherever it might be? And so for me... Um, I think you know we've got this this level um, that's identifiable, uh, if you will, of the pornography, and it is definitely a big issue, big problem. And as Pastor Irv said, the age keeps getting younger. But as a business person, and especially the environment that I'm in, where people are in a recreational mode, um, 
you know, the implications of a lifestyle and the way people behave and act is promoting, you know, the first phase, if you will, and or the stimulation that leads to worse, you know, worse things. But when does a man reach a point that he realizes, hey, I have got a problem, I've got to deal with this? I asked Irv that question. At what point did he, as a pastor, realize he had a serious problem? I had taken a course as part of my uh, doctor of ministry degree. I had taken a course on addictions. And uh, part of that is position heal thyself. I mean, <laughs> you've got to deal with your own addictions and your own issues. So I had to deal with mine. And uh, we wound up having a conference with uh, Freedom in Christ, and that was a big part of helping me to come clean and deal with it with my wife and my kids and uh, some of the pain that was involved in, uh, in all of that. But uh, I, I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna host a small group, and uh, invite men that I had counseled because I was kind of the lead pastoral counselor at our church, and uh, seeing, you know, over a hundred couples every year for counseling. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, to invite those men that are struggling in this area that I know from counseling, and invite them to an information meeting. And uh, so I sent out invitations to about 50 men, and about uh, half, maybe 30 men showed up. And then out of the 30 men, uh, we made a commitment to, to a dozen and wound up with six. So we had about six guys. We spent a ridiculously long period of time together, about 26 weeks in a row, uh, walking through how to be sexually pure and using some material by a professor of mine. And then the, they, the men said, you should be doing this for the whole church uh, because there's a whole lot more men out there than just us. And so uh, I wrote curriculum like crazy over the summer and uh, planned on having a fairly large event that I christened the battle because it was a battle that men were entering into and so we were going to do the battle. In fact, I was even going to supply them with camouflage T-shirts and dog tags and all of this stuff to sort of dramatize the battle theme and uh, invited men to come to it. And uh, at the time, our church was running around 3,500 to 4,000, and we had 30 men signed up. And by the grace of God, I, I was meeting with our elder board, and if you're a lar if you're if you're a staff pastor on a large church like that, you get 15 minutes once a year to meet with the elders. And I had my 15 minutes coming up in September. The battle is set for the first Saturday in October, and uh, so I'm meeting with the elders, and they gave me the usual questionnaire. They said, "How's your health? How's your devotional life? How are you doing in your marriage and your parenting?" And then they said, how's your ministry going? And I said, most of my ministry is going really well, except I can't get any traction for this purity ministry. There's so many great things going on in the fall that I'm, I'm having a difficult time getting men to make commitments to it. And they said, what do, you, what do you want us to do? And I said, well, you can surely pray about that. And then the chairman, a guy named Scott, said, um, what if we did more than pray? 
And I said, like what? And we'll be there. I said, that'd be terrific. He said, what if we go beyond that? What if we all stood up next Sunday, all of us came up on the platform for all three morning services and said uh, and, and, and shared the statistics of what it's doing to the church and the need for it and appealed to men to come because we're going to set the example and lead the way. And I said, I would be blown away. And I said, if you would do all of that, we will have a terrific turnout. The Spirit of God will use that. And that's exactly what they did. They all came. Uh, they, they dressed in camo, <laughs> camo shirts. They stood up in front of the congregation at all three services. So you got a dozen men standing on the platform. And the chairman went through the statistics of what it's doing to the church. And he challenged men to come, and the pastor preached on it. And in one Sunday, we went from 30 to 300 men. That's incredible. Think about that. From 30 men to 300 men. Those of you that are listening and you're in leadership in the church, maybe you're the pastor or you're a deacon or you're an elder, you're in some position of leadership, do you understand that you have got to be real, you've got to recognize the nature of this problem, and you've got to be willing to be transparent that you too, at some level, are dealing with this in terms of the temptation that's there. I went on and I said to Irv, I said, Irv, really, uh, what happened was uh, they were willing to step up and identify with the problem. And it's this fear of being shamed that stands in the way of a lot of men uh, seeking a path to real, true, lifelong purity. This is every man's battle for purity, not just some men's battle. Every man struggles with lust and his thought life. Every man struggles with his eyes, and like Franklin said, what he puts his eyes on. Uh, every man struggles to some degree sexually in a, in a very sexualized culture like the one in which we live. I went on and asked Franklin about his impressions of that Sunday because he was in attendance. Well, I, I, I remember that Sunday, and one of the things I absolutely remembered, I don't remember the, the 12 elders as much as I remember Pastor Stephen Gould in a camouflage t-shirt, and normally he's dressed impeccably, and the message that he delivered that morning, uh, I I don't know to this date I've ever had anything uh, that went as deep and as much to my heart as that, and I couldn't remember uh, if I had to exactly what all was said other than what Pastor Irv saying was that it truly was the Holy Spirit speaking through uh, Pastor Steve to those need, and the uh, fact that that from that point forward, I mean, I was anxious the rest of the week to be there on Saturday, and then walking into the uh, sanctuary, and there's uh, on the on the stage virtually a mound that looks like a battle hill. Well, and let me jump in here and simply say that it is a battle, and it's a battle that a lot of men right now are losing. They are losing the battle. I'm talking about men who have come to the faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, men who want to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, but they're being taken in by pornography, and it is eating at them. And yet the shame factor is such that, now I hope you heard the entire story, the shame factor as such, a lot of us as men will not own up to the struggle that we have. That's why I want to invite you to step up, just like Pastor 
Irv Wolf and my friend Franklin Pillsbury and be honest about the incredible temptation that exists in our world and the impact it's having on us as men. It's across the board, gentlemen, you know it. You struggle with this at some level. And for a lot of men, that level is one in which there is real, serious, spiritual, emotional, and marital jeopardy. So I want to challenge those of you listening to consider the program that Irv put in place. Where men, you step it up, you realize, yes, there is a battle hill there because this is a huge spiritual battle and you need to recognize it as such because the enemy is using it against us. And so if you're interested, I know Franklin as well as Pastor Irv would both love to chat with you. So if you're willing to step up and be honest about this and try and encourage other men to come together and be open about this, uh, give us, uh, send us your contact information. I'll make sure it makes its way to Pastor Irv as well as to my friend Franklin Pillsbury.